if I was being stopped at the side of the road <laughs> and asked to go to a sex party, my head is going to be like, I'm going to get trafficked. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm calling the police right now. <laughs> so you're definitely very brave. Entrepreneurs love talking about business. However, it's no secret there's also so many things they love talking about which are not about business. In the Sea of Business podcasts, none of your business is a refreshing break, a surprise kiss, an afternoon fizz. Through Carla Singson's cheeky and radical takes on mundane and principle-heavy topics, you'll gain insights that guarantee you something to talk about on your first Tinder date, while visiting grandma, or if you want to impress your new boss. Big thanks to Proximity Outsourcing for sponsoring this episode. Outsource the most tedious tasks in your business, such as data management, appointment setting, and creatives for less than $12 an hour, fully managed. Visit ProximityOutsourcing.com for more info. Tired of business podcasts? Tune in to None of Your Business. New episodes weekly. Hello, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of None of Your Business. Today is going to be a really special conversation because a few weeks ago, I talked to my girlfriends in my ladies' potluck WhatsApp group. Actually, how this WhatsApp group started is we were planning a potluck among my Asian friends here in Playa del Carmen, and we had this little joke going that there's only like 10 Asians in in <laughs> Mexico. And so we were like, you know what we miss the most? Like real Asian food. So why don't we try to cook something from our home countries? <laughs> or if you don't know or don't want to cook, you can just have it delivered through Uber Eats. And we just kind of planned this a fun night. We had a ton of fun for sure. I met a lot of amazing ladies, smart, beautiful uh, game changers in business. And I really love having this kind of circle. And so I asked my girlfriends in this group chat one day, I said, Hey, I have this podcast. It's called none of your business. My audience are entrepreneurs and you guys are all entrepreneurs. And I want you to pitch me a topic that you think would be interesting and entertaining. And one of my friends She's such a unicorn, by the way. She raised her hand and enthusiastically said, I can talk about sex parties. And so, of course, my little Catholic ass was, you know, so excited. <laughs> She's already giggling in the background. So let me let me do the wholesome intro. <laughs> her name is Renee Sarah Lim. She is a subconscious mindset coach a psychology graduate and an entrepreneur that specializes in healing emotions and teaching people the power of their subconscious mind to attract fulfillment, romantic love, and success in her careers. She's spoken in stages, helped a lot of people in a lot of countries, and she's just a vibrant injection to my life. So ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, welcome this crazy unicorn, Renee Sarah Lim. Carla, thank you so much. I love that intro. Oh my goodness. I need to get you more on board with everything that I do. <laughs> yeah, just hire me as an MC of your business. Like I before will. you start a sales call, I'll be your like hype man. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. Just like five minutes for every sales call that I do and you just jump on and off. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, that's going to be another service. It's like somewhere in between appointment setting and closing is your hype man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, um, thank you so much Renee for, um, agreeing to be here, you know, sharing some of these spicy stories. So, um, I bet people are now curious, what's your background? So tell us your story and how did you get started in your business? Yeah. So to sum it all up from as long as I can remember, I grew up in Asia and being in Singapore, my background is Singaporean and Malaysian. I grew up with the trauma that we would endure as little kids, like from hitting at school and at home. And then when I was 11 years old, I moved to Australia with my family. And throughout all my years, I felt left out. I didn't feel part of the community considering I'm Asian. And I did try to fit myself in. And what that looked like throughout all of high school was drinking, starting drinking and drugs at 14. Um, doing that for the for every weekend for the next six years of my life. And that meant that I was constantly attracting toxic drama, relationships, my life. I, I didn't know what I wanted. I just was living for the weekends, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was in a place where I worked three jobs at one time, was studying full-time uni. And I, I started psychology in university because I wanted to understand my brain better. And I thought it was so fascinating. Okay, I want to understand myself better. And so when I was in university, I found that everything was really theoretical based and it was great, but I was, you know, in the background still sleeping with my ex and partying and drinking till 6am every weekend and doing drugs, blacking out, going to hospital, waking up with cuts and blood and bruises. And then it got to a point where I decided, okay, I want to travel. And I escaped my country. I went to Spain and I found that I was still doing the same things. It was just in a different country. I was still running these same patterns. There was still the same type of douchebags, just in a different (laughs) body, different face. Mm -hmm. And so During COVID, I really sat down and really got clear with myself. I spent three months of complete solitude. I didn't speak to anyone. I was in a village in Spain at the time. So I I couldn't leave my house for three months because of the lockdown. And so that really made me go within. And I read like 13 books in three months. And I, I took up all all these courses online I learned more about the brain I learned more about spirituality and I said I want to help people heal and on a mental emotional physical spiritual level so during that time I took all this new knowledge but I changed my life within those three months and I was and I said to myself this is insane a lot of people need to know more about this I go back to Australia everything has changed. My friendships start dying off. Mm-hmm. I, I have completely different interests. I don't party as much anymore. And I start this, I found this healing certification, which is called self-directed healing. And it targets healing on a mental, emotional, physical, spiritual level. And I was like, that is perfect. I got my, I got certified as a practitioner. At the same time, I was looking for a full-time job uh, temporarily while I figure out how I can make this work. I don't know what kind of business I wanted to create out of it. I just knew I wanted to help people. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was in this nine to five job and I, and it was at a life coaching school and I was in a sales role and I learned sales and within four months of starting my business, I went full time just out the bat. And it's been a huge personal growth journey ever since. I absolutely love the work I do. I am working with women all over the world right now in completely transforming their career, their story, their old patterns, their traumas. It's it's basically the work I do is taking, understanding, okay, showing everyone that comes into my world, my clients, what the subconscious mind is. It's which is our programs that we've created from ages zero to seven, which is when we're in a theater state or hypnotic state. And I love the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So a lot of the work I have incorporated into what I teach my clients and really allowing them to first release all these old beliefs. So it can look like healing. It can look like uh, it really is a combination of all the modalities that you can ever think of, like there's yoga, there's EFT, there's uh, meditation, there's psychotherapy, cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy. These are all incorporated into the practices I do using NLP as well, using, so all the modalities basically to really help someone. I've taken that into the practices, into the modalities, into the frameworks that I help my clients to release old beliefs so that they can use understand the work of manifestation they can understand how they can attract into their reality the life that they want to create because I've created a life in a very short amount of time and change does not need to take a very long time to see the money to see the love to see the health that we want and and it's me being there to bridge the gap because for so long I was taught okay you can manifest but I had no idea why not all this strategy was not working for me all the strategy that that the internet was telling me it was not working for me and so every I went into I did a certification in psyche which is reprogramming the subconscious mind as well and I learned NLP and I learned um, family therapy positive psychology all these things neuroscience so that I could really transform my own life and then take that into my clients' realities as well. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that you're doing uh, work that is absolutely needed, you know? And that's what I really respect about what you do because to, I would say probably most people, it sounds woo-woo, you know, you could get, yeah. you could get accused of, um, you know selling like snake oil type kind of thing they don't believe in it but we're very there's a lot of signs to it that's number one and also like a lot of people I think are just really afraid to face their own monsters and and I don't blame them right um for me my journey towards self-help started with losing my parents early on you know in my 20s and my back was just against the wall and I knew I needed help um, in a way, you know, I always think, obviously, it was a horrible thing to have happened to anyone, not to be an orphan. But yeah. in a way, it has taught me to to believe in, in these things in in seeking help, and in mastering your mind and your subconscious. And to those who are curious about all the modalities that Renee shared, um, also check out my earlier episode about hypnosis. Uh, there's actually a funny alignment here, because that that guest of mine, Jennifer, uh, she said 
her main motivation in learning um hypnosis is uh so that she would stop dating fuckboys and it, it, literally her words like that's a direct quote <laughs> and so it was funny because you also shared that you know you were dating kind of these less than ideal men and you know mastering your subconscious really getting to know yourself looking inward is is a big way to to get to the life that that you want you know of course there's manifestations there's other tools and and that's what you help your clients with so that's really interesting and this is really helpful that this conversation has you as kind of the 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 resource because the, uh, our topic today is not gonna become like you know tasteless or or um um how do I taboo right so yeah. uh like I said earlier you know the topic that you suggested very cheekily was what about sex parties um so when I called when I had that call for guests and I baited everyone to share a unique topic or perspective and you said you wanted to talk about sex parties what made that topic stand out for you? What made you curious about it or what made you excited to talk about it? I think it's a topic that a lot of people don't experience in their life. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy, crazy experience. And I know you, Carla, I, I, I felt like you would have really appreciated this. <laughs> I thought it was so out of the blue, considering <laughs> the things that we talk about in that group chat, if you guys ever... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in that group not chat. safe for work <laughs> uh, things that Carla says I knew <laughs> she would appreciate this topic and I, I that was the first thing that came to my mind right and 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 you said yes and so here we are <laughs> I know I love that thank you so it was so it was a more targeted um <laughs> suggestion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but I totally agree with you it's definitely a topic that people will be curious about because not a lot of people experience that. It's just like, um, I have this friend who went to North Korea. Um, and obviously, how many people get to have that experience? So every time, you know, he would meet a new set of people. And if other people learn that he's been to North Korea, they would ask him about that experience, right? Yeah. Or riding a submarine, for example. Very few people get to have that experience. I luckily had that experience. Actually, it was very underwhelming. Like it, it was dark and like the snorkeling is way better. Let me just say that <laughs> snorkeling is way, way better than riding a submarine. I think riding a submarine is just people want to do it to tell other people that they rode, you know, that they've taken the submarine. It's like reading a classic, like nobody wants to read Dickens or Huckleberry Finn. It's boring, but everyone wants to tell other people that they've done it. Um, and there might be a little bit of, alignment or parallel with you know sex parties um so very important question how did you end up at a at a sex party did you get a retargeted ad or <laughs> how was it how did you how did you find yourself in that place who invited you who is this sick friend who is not me by the way just want to make that clear yeah. <laughs> who invited you to this party <laughs> yeah that's a really good question it was not a Facebook ad uh sadly <laughs> but I I I made, met a friend here in Playa del Carmen and he, he it's funny how we met actually I I met him out one night it was almost 
coincidental almost align alignment him and his girlfriend at the time they went out they wanted to have fun because she was in town and she lives around the world and and it was a rainy rainy day it was like pouring considering mm. that I was riding a motorcycle from which I used to live in Mayakoba which is 20 minutes from wow. the city center so I rode my motorcycle into town and the pouring rain just to come to this <laughs> event it was like a meetup <laughs> and and the couple was there and we we got along really well we went out uh and they were looking for a third person basically at the end of the night oh. and I I, I, I was right know. you're a unicorn <laughs> yes <laughs> and and I ended up sleeping over but that was because I didn't they didn't want me to ride my motorcycle like late at home at night but then we became friends basically there was nothing happened nothing happened I just slept on the couch and mm-hmm. we and, and the girlfriend left and I got became good friends with the the guy let's call him Eric for mm-hmm. privacy sake. Mm-hmm. we became good friends he was searching for a sex party he was very much in the open relationship type of scene mm-hmm. and for some reason in that moment in my life I kept attracting men in polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. maybe it's a mm-hmm. thing I'm not sure or maybe it was that time of my life right it was super interesting it never happened to me before and so we became good friends he wanted really wanted to go to a sex party he goes to Tulum one weekend and he basically gets stopped in the middle of the street Uh Uh, with a couple riding on a motorcycle asking him if he wants to go to a sex party inviting him in the middle of the street in the middle of the street i know bizarre everyday tulum for you guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he was like this is great this is what i was looking for you know you just put it out to you the universe kind of kind of thing and i guess that's how it happens and and he tells me about it and he says you're welcome to come if you would like and i said you know what? I've always wanted to experience what that would be like. The intention is to go and watch, but I, I will come. And and so there we are. We we end up going to this, it's a temple. They call it a temple. Mm-hmm. And we get an Airbnb in Tulum for one weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's me and him and we go. Wow. Well, you manifested it for sure because when you, they asked you, you said, I will come. So hopefully you <laughs> did. <laughs> That's a premonition. <laughs> you and your subconscious, you're two naughty girls. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy, huh? You know what? That's so funny because if I was being stopped at the side of the road and asked to go to a sex party, my head is going to be like, I'm going to get trafficked. Like, (laughs) I'm not going, I'm calling the police right now. (laughs) So you're definitely very brave. (laughs) It's a little, like, a little risque. You know, I'm going to, let me call your embassy, Renee. Let let me call the Australian embassy to come pick you up. (laughs) You wildin' girl. (laughs) That was Um, all my experiences, but here we go. (laughs) I know, right? So, um, okay. So they invited you to a sex party. So what was the logistical part of it? Did you have to do a dress code? Was there a payment? What were the rules? I'm super curious. Yeah. So 
the 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 thought did cross my mind whether I was going to get sex traffic. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but we the so what happens was the host actually did an interview with me first because he wanted to make sure that all the guests were very respectful that they right. could they weren't weird I suppose and they would respect boundaries and and I he actually followed me on Instagram and he was a coach so he is a tantric coach if I'm not mistaken don't correct mm-hmm. me uh but mm-hmm. He followed me, gave me a quick call, and then he's like, yeah, you're all good. And and they added me into a WhatsApp group chat, which laid out all the rules, the dress code, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Now, I brought only one set, only one set, only one <laughs> set of lingerie to... <laughs> Mexico to my trip because I I planned to come for a seven month journey all over Latin America mm-hmm. and I had one set of lingerie and so I'll, I said okay I'll bring I'll wear that and and the intention going into this sex party the whole time was I'm just coming to watch I'm not planning to have any sex I just mm-hmm. want to watch I want to experience what it was just the, curious I'm very yeah. curious very curious yeah so the rules and, and the rules was mentioned out on the WhatsApp group, but something you would like to know, Carl, is that ooh, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, something you want to know is that when we got to the temple, is what they mm-hmm. call temple. It was this two-story type of hotel apartment, and there was a huge, beautiful mural on the wall, and. There was cushions all over. There was a table full of every single sex toy you can ever imagine in this world. Wow. I'm talking butt plugs with tails on them. I'm talking vibrators. I'm talking uh, like dildos. Whips. Strap-ons, whips. Nipple clips. Nipple clips, clench everything. And like three of those, at least, on of each on this yeah. table. This table is full and it's got snacks as well. <laughs> it's a char- So it's a charcuterie board, but the sex toys. Yes, yes, yes. But a big one, a big, a big, big. Oh, big Jesus one. Christ. Okay. <laughs> and, and there was all these snacks and I come in and, and everyone looks and feels very spiritual. And, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of snacks so I love that part there was it's a no alcohol type of event and we started off the event sitting in a circle speaking about our intentions Ooh. and we actually spent the first half an hour learning about boundaries and and practicing saying no in partners and pushing our hands away and saying uh no in 10 different ways and right. how to respect someone else's boundaries and saying thank you for respecting your boundaries when people say no to us so it was a really beautiful practice of learning how to say no and push and everyone really creating that safe space for you to say no right and feel really good about it it's like okay mm-hmm. cool uh, I'm just going to move on now to the next person <laughs> right yeah yeah Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. I think the, I think I read somewhere that I I don't know, I don't know if it was you actually, but who said it, but 
I, I read somewhere about a girl's experience saying, I feel safer in a sex party than in a club. Yeah. Yeah, I because, would say so as well, 100%. Because at a sex party, everyone's respectful um, or an orgy. I think she used the term orgy, I forgot. But like, if, if you, you know, everyone's respectful, everyone um, is open and uh, and considerate. Yeah, other absolutely. people. I mean, they, they gave you snaps. That's, that's very yeah. considerate. That's very, you have other things to put in your mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to put oh, other yeah. things in your mouth, just have snacks. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I was eating vegan ice cream, walking around the house. Like, like I was watching this. It's like, it was like a movie. It was, it was like a porno, but you could walk into it one and then move into another one, if that makes right. sense. So it's like Garden of Eden basically it's like beautiful thing to walk to there's snacks there's food everywhere so um little logistical question how much was the is there an entrance fee is it different for ladies and gentlemen if i'm not mistaken it was 70 dollars us yeah and there was a deal if we went as a couple so me and my friend got that deal but we weren't a couple if you're a midget is it going to be half (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um okay, sounds good. So $70, that's not bad. It's yeah. like With yeah. all the snacks and dildos for sure. Exactly. Dildo rental and snacks. Like yeah. that's and that's unlimited ice cream. Like uh, oh yeah, vegan yeah. Dildo ice cream. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> perfect. So um Tell me, how did you plan for it? Did you like get a body exfoliation? <laughs> did you feel like you had to dye it? Did you buy an extra set of laundry? Did you dye your hair so that no one um, recognizes you? Uh, yeah, share with us. How did you plan for it? How did you dress up for it? I didn't plan for it, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. just didn't even want to think about it. I just said, okay, oh my God, tomorrow it's a day we, we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> And I, I brought, I, like I said, I brought my only piece of lingerie uh, and I didn't really think twice about it. I remember though, just 20 minutes before going, mm. I started getting really, really anxious. I was sweating and oh. I was like, oh no, what am I getting myself into? And <laughs> I was getting so, so worried. Uh, I remember my friend though, Eric, he yeah. he didn't eat all day. I think we got ice cream just before the the party. Yeah, and, and we were talking about life, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he didn't eat all day because I, I well we'll explain why in a bit. But I I was like yeah whatever I'm just going to I I didn't have the intention of getting naked so I it was like a normal day I suppose until twenty minutes before right right oh cool and so and so you just used that one like laundry set that you already had yeah you didn't really like make an effort I didn't make an effort no (laughs) well if you were to redo it would you plan better or what would you have done differently what would I I would not go again (laughs) oh really oh this is very interesting what did you learn about yourself in in that experience? Obviously, that was a really unique experience, not just unique in your life, but unique as in 
very uh, a very small amount of people are actually open and will actually do it. So I'm curious yeah. to know what did you learn about yourself or what did you learn about life basically if, if you if you learned something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. I did a, a journaling session after mm. we my friend and I did and I learned that I am a monogamous and that a lot of the people that attended they their beliefs and their views were very suited towards them so the host he he had a girlfriend mm-hmm. and his girlfriend was obviously having sex with or playing that's what they would call it with every not every other people other people yeah. and her ex was there as well her mm-hmm. ex lover was at this party as well and so she she was spending the whole night with her ex lover in bed oh. with another person while while the host was off with everyone else as well with other people and 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 I can appreciate them being sovereign people in terms of that's their ability to love each other in a in a coupling but also explore other people and I can appreciate mm-hmm. that However, Mm -hmm. I learned that it's really not for me. And for someone that wants to build a family, Mm. build a strong woman Mm -hmm. and be with a strong man, I couldn't see both of us sleeping with other people. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. And I, and I, I was exploring this idea of polyamory and I was, I was trying to understand their worldview and understand and and I suppose see what they see right and and Uh coming with a from a place of no judgment but purely okay this has worked for you Uh what's this all about let's let's explore this and 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 for me to explore it as well without actually judging it beforehand right and so when I came to this sex party and I was seeing this couple, they were very loving. Don't get me wrong. They were very loving, mm-hmm. they had beautiful energies, but to see them go off and sleep with other people, or I would say play with other people. <clears throat> um, and especially an ex lover, but, and then being okay with doing that. Sure. That may work for them, but I, I felt that, for example, if I wanted to create a safe space for a child, mm-hmm. a child can't see a mother going off with so many different people and the dad going off with all these different women as well. There is no foundation of a strong, healthy masculine and feminine. And so I learned that I am completely monogamous. Right. I'm just being really careful with my language because I know there's a lot of different viewpoints out there and I want to make sure that it's inclusive, but at the same time, um, being able to express my, my feelings and my opinions. Um, but I really learned that, okay, if I wanted to be in a healthy, long lasting committed relationship, I wouldn't want to see my partner sleeping around. And, and most of the, all, most of the men that came, I didn't see them as my partners. Like I would, I right. would see, 
Which like, is a, there's an energetic mismatch, no? Yeah. Like none of them, none of them. So that said a lot to me. Right. And and me being to realize that, okay, then they are not the type of dream partner that I see. They're, they're not the strong masculine that I could feel safe with. Then, right. then this is no way I should be looking. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that realization because not a lot of people can get into that kind of depth right? I'm not saying that you have to go to a sex party, obviously, to have this realization, because I've had that realization about myself, too. Uh, yeah. I, I have, I also have friends who are polyamorous, or uh, they practice what they call conscious non-monogamy. You know, there's yeah. a lot of um, terms now that pertain yeah. to that polyamory, polygamy, non-monogamy, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and there's little nuances in between. So like you, I'm also careful because these are my friends. Some of them are my friends, people I love and respect. And, yeah. you know, when we were talking about this concept of polyamory and me, I've, I've also, I'm always monogamous. I, I, you know, in the past I would go from, um, it would be very hard for me to, to be single, but I'm always just with one person. You know, mm -hmm. and if I'm single, then I'm I'm seeing people, different people, because I'm single. And then if yeah. I if I'm choosing someone, then that that is that person. And then they would raise a point of um, um, having one person like limits you or, or something like that. It's limiting, you know. Yeah. Um, but at, the funny thing is, with, with my personality, one person, uh, it's it's not having a number of persons or people. It is how they make you feel. And I think mm -hmm. that the right person will make me feel infinite in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, possibilities and how I feel in life. And uh, and that's what that's what I like about, you know, having, you know, choosing my husband and being able to really think, how does this person make me feel? And how do I see myself whenever I'm with him? And honestly, I just feel infinite. There's infinite possibilities, infinite things that we could do and and having that rock and um it's a sex party for you. For me, it's a bunch of books and bad relationships <laughs> with drug addicts. I'm just kidding. Some of them were, <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think there's always these iconic um, things that happen in our lives that, that really, you know, cement our views. And for you, it was a sex party. So that was a, that was a big win I, for $70 yeah. and some snacks. Yeah. Girl, that's, <laughs> it's cheaper that. than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah therapy yeah that was life i love is the that. greatest teacher honestly life is the life greatest is the greatest teacher i love that i love that um so let's um let's switch a little bit to you know your business so you you are a mindset coach um mm -hmm. you work with people to empower them on you know what's holding them back getting them to a feeling of empowerment feeling you know, sovereign, free, and strong. Um, is there something in that experience that helped you in your business or help you help the people in your business? Yeah, that's a good question. I was pondering on that for a while because I suppose it helped me in my relationships in the sense that because I went celibate, mm -hmm. it, it taught me okay, you can make decisions and stick to them and you stick to this identity and there's this sense of discipline, I suppose. Oh. And when you stop having sex, mm -hmm. you are not transferring, you're not using all this sexual energy mm -hmm. on 
this act and you can transmute it into your business or you can transmute it into other things, for example. Mm -hmm. So that would be the best way I could answer that question in terms of helping my business. And I suppose it's helped me spend more time. Like I don't have any distractions. That's um, true. And, and I spent a lot more time on my business. And I also, after after the sex party, I quit alcohol. So it helped me stick more to this new identity and prioritize my business more. Wow, I love that. So do you think that you going sober also had something to do with that, you know, with whatever you realized in that sex party? Or it was just like a... a you know, it was just a co correlation. Yes and no, is in the sense that, yeah, I, I went celibate or I decided, okay, the next time I, I give my body, which is a sacred thing of mine or my vagina, mm. that it's going to be someone that I feel safe with, physical, mm. spiritually, emotionally. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that deserves it, right? Mm -hmm. And so with alcohol it was me constantly saying it was like that that correlation of I kept saying to myself one day I'll quit alcohol one day mm -hmm. I'll be celibate or one day I'll only have sex with people that uh, celibate is a strong word I think there's a big connotation of how, how people understand this word in, right. in my understanding it's like okay I I will have sex with someone that makes me feel safe physically emotionally mentally spiritually no one has has piqued my interest in that since making that decision mm -hmm. um, and so what the decision of quitting alcohol was was me saying to myself one day one day one day and then just saying deciding like why not today why right. do I can take one day I, I can just do it now and just making that decision changed everything so that's the same thing I mean, I guess with the sex party, I, I had to go to the sex party to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with alcohol, it was also one night, I think I, I had a hangover and I said, you know, that's this is enough. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. No, I, I think there's definitely some some iconic moments in your life that make you have these decisions. And in it, it's funny because other people think about it like, one day I'm gonna go to a sex party and just see how that is like and then yeah. you were like you went to a sex party and then thought one day I'm gonna quit alcohol and then it happened <laughs> so yeah it's just a little funny how that kind of works uh works out yeah. you know okay. um so now you're you're single um do you share the this experience are you comfortable talking about the fact that you went to a sex party, like to potential dates, potential partners, are you even entertaining? Um, yeah, what what is it like? Has it made a difference on how you date also? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go off the bat and just tell them. If, right. I mean, it's not, it's not the top of your Tinder bio. <laughs> it's not your headline. <laughs> oh no, no way, no way, of course. And so you're like sex party and snacks. Yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> I, think, I think I would tell my partner when we were in this committed relationship, but it wouldn't be during the dating phase. Mm, I mean, now it's on the podcast. So whoever comes on this <laughs> podcast and hears it, then let's not just date. pretend. <laughs> yeah, or just pretend that you don't know. Act surprised. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, and so I I wouldn't no I wouldn't tell the people that I'm dating and I haven't told the people that I'm dating I've told friends and girlfriends that when when the topic comes up um and in terms of how it's changed the dating scene it helped me really set boundaries like you know really understanding mm. my work understanding okay uh I because now that I'm celibate it was just, actually this is a really good question now that I'm celibate there is no feeling the need to give like oh you bought me dinner so I have to have sex with you or there is no like you you did this x y and z for me so I will return the favor by giving you a kiss or something like that like I, right. I'm very much very strong now in my boundaries in terms of what makes me feel good and what makes me feel comfortable and a lot of realizations of okay if I go on a date or or if I get asked out, I will say no. If I, and because let me give you more context. In the past, I was the very different, <laughs> very much like, you know, I will do anything and everything. And I didn't know how to say no. I didn't, I didn't really, I hated sex. I thought I felt really uncomfortable. I felt like I had to, and this was all through my own trauma and upbringing and, and being, having this good girl conditioning. Mm -hmm. and even if I didn't want to have sex I would still have sex with the guy like what is that about you know and so mm -hmm. now it's completely changed in terms of when I date it's I I will tell I wouldn't even kiss a guy on a date I would just even if they tried I would just say you know no I don't know you um you, I gotta know you better or uh, I make sure that the people that I'm dating it's very respectful men in terms of all right yeah you have to get my uber you have to um you know at least take care and make me feel safe and provided for and me being able to speak up more for what mm -hmm. I want in the past that didn't even exist I couldn't say what's on my mind on my heart it would stress me out I would feel very anxious mm -hmm. and and I feel like I would disappoint them or, I would, you know, they wouldn't speak to me. And now it's like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to tell you how it is. If mm -hmm. you don't like it, cool. It is what it is. Yeah. No, that's very interesting because I, obviously, I think all women went through that. Uh, you know, we were kind of learning the ropes on, on dating and yeah, paying, pay, paying for dinner, paying for stuff, giving you gifts, sometimes yeah. models. Uh, intentions and models willingness and um, although I, I would say I haven't had I haven't felt like I had to have sex with a guy but I, I did feel you know like giving him a kiss because I just like feel bad for him like ki kind of like something like that before but thankfully I have also gone through the journey of remembering that my presence and my time is a gift and yes. And to also keep that in mind, like truly, like I will be kind. I will listen to you. I'm genuinely interested in getting to know you and your life. And this is my gift to you. Yeah. Um, you know, my, I, I always joke that, um, um, you know, my husband gave me this beautiful engagement ring. It's like the ring of my dreams. And then he would always joke, what'd you give me in return? And then I would say, I'm giving you my youth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> that's super precious um and then um but but in, in the same like obviously i'm joking but in the same kind of mindset it's it is true giving time time is a gift and and that guy is also giving you the gift of time right and 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 he is showing who he is by of course taking care of dinner of your uber and all that because he wants to show you what kind of guy he is and so uh, i'm glad that you know somehow that conversation in your head got better after you had this experience exploring boundaries being able to speak up more and creating even creating your own safe space right so yeah absolutely and it i i suppose it's been a ripple effect even mm, last night i love that at peace and bowl mm-hmm. and i was i was working it was pouring down with rain mm-hmm. and i was sitting at a table just waiting for my food and suddenly I look up and there were about five kids in front of me sitting at my table. The parents were like sitting on next to me. I mean, it was a big table. I can appreciate that. And it was raining. So they had to move inside, but I, they, they never even asked. So there was no respect of kind of like, this is my space. Um, <clears throat> and the kids were like kind of yelling and playing games in front of me. And so Renee in the past would just mm, be resentful and not say anything. Mm. but I politely just said to the kids I was like hey kids is it cool if you played or play over there in that table and they're like yeah and so um that was a big defining moment for me when I realized uh, that I felt safe or not at least safe but I, I was willing to even speak up when in the past it was so conditioned on me to just like let things let people walk over me or let things that I if I don't feel comfortable if I don't feel okay I wouldn't speak up about it and that right. was the reason why I felt so suppressed and I I, I couldn't ever uh, find my voice as well yeah that's good that's good because once again those kinds of realizations don't really come to you you know on, on a regular day right sometimes you need a trigger or you need a, an iconic moment in your life that will lead the way to to having these realizations so to the question would you do it again you said no right yeah i said no (laughs) (laughs) one one and done once is enough um yeah and uh yeah so that this is a really good conversation um i learned a lot and i will remind myself to not not respond to a person trying to flag down my car in tulum (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and or ask, ask what 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 the snacks are well what are the snacks in this in this sex party before i decide to go <laughs> um um right now um uh we will have just a super fun and quick rapid fire questions and uh but before that i would love to you know tell people share people your gift and tell people how they can follow you, how they can be updated on what you're doing. Maybe they'll maybe you'll surprise yourself and you'll attend another sex party. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, how how can they follow you in your adventures and learn all about how you help other people and all of the things you've also discovered in your journey? Oh, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Renee Sarah Lim, one word. And TikTok as well, exactly the same. I'm mostly mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
Right now, I work with clients, mainly my private packages, so one-on-one for three months or six months, or I do do one-off sessions, and these are more subconscious breakthrough sessions. So it's more so if you feel like there is some sort of resistance holding you back from making money, from working a career that you love, from attracting the relationship or the partner that you want to attract, or the type of just healing your money wounds, healing your relationship wounds and or lose weight there is a lot of subconscious beliefs that we hold on to so those are i find very powerful as well or there is a 27 dollars course if you want to go more low ticket i've got free things on my website free trainings free workbooks free meditations on my website and yeah the 27 dollars course really is too it's really actually really good um it's I just released it to rewire all your subconscious beliefs in money, personal power, spirituality, health, relationships, everything like that. I love that. So go check it out. We're also going to drop those links at the show notes. So you can always have them. You can guys can screenshot, definitely check Renee out. You're going to learn a lot. She even has a lot of free resources to help you manifest your way to a sex party. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, well thank you so much Renee you're such an absolute um, amazing individual now we're gonna go to our fun rapid fire questions it's gonna be quick and just say the first thing that comes to your mind are you ready sure (laughs) all right top or bottom oh bottom Hmm. lights on or lights off lights on dark or white chocolate white chocolate Giver or receiver? Receiver. Blonde or dark haired? Dark hair. Oh, cool. There you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's your sex good. party bingo. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the form, the entrance form to the yeah. sex party. <laughs> my sex party. Your sex party. Application form. <laughs> yeah, get, get on Renee's mailing list right now, guys. We're going to announce the sex party. It's not going to be $70. It's yeah. going to have another zero at the end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Renee. This is an absolute fun. And um, yeah, I'll see you around. Hopefully not on a sex party. Yeah, yeah, we'll see each other. Thanks so much, Carl, for having me. It was such a pleasure. All right. Bye. Bye. So it's a wrap. To my entrepreneur friends, I hope that you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. I know I did. Big thanks to our sponsor, Proximity Outsourcing, for making this possible. If you need to outsource anything in your business so you can scale fast and easy, visit proximityoutsourcing.com and check out their solutions. If there's any topic that you want to request, feel free to reach out. I only have two conditions. You tell me why you find it interesting and you promise it's not business talk. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube and leave us a comment or review because you're cool like that. This is your host, Carla, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your interest in fun stories. Now we can get back to business. See you next week. And remember... Everything here is none of your business.